CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. In the course of our lifetime... Unless we retire early to solitary caves and live apart from others, as few of us choose to do, we make pledges, sign contracts, accept responsibilities, give and receive promises, and freely form ties of varying kinds. All of these involve other people besides ourselves. They are at the core of all human contact, without which most of us cannot be said to live at all. But the deepest, the most serious, the most demanding, the most intense of them all is marriage. And that is what our story is all about. Don't you dare tell me how to run my life. Well, somebody's got to, Harry. Well, not you. Get out of my car. Harry, can't we talk about this? No, we can't. You have no right. Harry, the light's changing. I can make it. No, you can't, Harry. It's red. Harry! Our mystery drama, Human Error was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Larry Haynes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. of commitments. Marriage is the largest commitment anyone can make. And the longest. A man can violate a pledge, break a contract, evade a responsibility, do any or all of these things and still keep his inmost self intact. He can change his residence, change his work, changes companions with small damage to his psyche. But it will be the severest break of his existence if, for whatever reason, he changes his wife. We bring you now the simple story of a marriage, a story called Human Error. Nothing would have happened if I hadn't sold the business and retired. I wasn't old. I was in the prime of my life, practically. But I'd made a lot of money. Worked hard for 26 years. Made good investments. Had enough to keep us forever and leave plenty for the kids. I was sick and tired of going to the plant every day. There didn't seem to be any point to it. It was buying the condominium. That was my mistake. None of it would have happened if we hadn't bought that condominium. Harry? Hmm? All finished with your lunch? Yeah, just about. 
Well, I've packed all our beach things. I'm not going. I put in plenty of sundan lotion. Remember what happened to you last time? <laughs> you got rid of the beach. I was worried. I'm not going to the beach. You can rent an umbrella? I'm not going to the beach, Isabel. Oh, Harry. I'm sick of the beach. But it's such fun at the beach. Not for me, it isn't. But all our friends will be there. They'll be expecting us. Well, you go. Not without you. I don't want to go without you. I never want to go anywhere without you. Isabel, I don't like to go in the water. I get burned if I sit on the sand. Yeah, but and I haven't got too much to talk about to those people. Well, you can talk to them about anything. It's all gossip. You're a good talker. And the weather. You're much better than I am. And the food. I just don't want to talk about those things anymore, Isabel, with people I don't even know very well. But that's the way you get to know them. Talking about the weather and the food. Well, there's other things. What other things? Children. I've said all there is to say about George and Harriet and Margaret. Maybe when we have grandchildren, I'll have something to talk about. You're sure you won't come to the beach? No, not today. Oh, uh, can, can you get a lift with somebody? Why? I'd like, uh, I'd like to use the car. Harry, hmm? are you thinking of going to the track? Well, I was, uh, I was thinking of it. You know I don't like you to gamble. Oh, for heaven's sake, Isabel. You make it sound like I was a big plunger or something. I go maybe six times a year. I make $2 bets. And you lose. Not every time. Not every race. Most times. Most races. It's a bad habit to get into. I'm not into it. Now, may I take the car or not? Well, I suppose I could get a lift with the car over. Forget it. We'll, uh... We'll go someplace nice for dinner. club people, a guy I'd known all my life practically. Not their type at all. Him and me, we could sit for hours not speaking at all. Other times we'd, we'd talk a mile a minute about anything and everything. I knew him inside out and he knew me. I just couldn't face it today. Some, you know, same people saying the same things the same way. Same stories, same jokes, same arguments. I need a little action. Elizabeth must have been disappointed. Oh, she'll have a good time. She likes that stuff. Bah, she likes it better if you're along. Yeah, sure, but uh, oh, she'll be okay. She'll hitch a ride with a condo, but she likes them. They like her, so forth and so on. So uh, she didn't mind your taking the car? Well, she didn't say she minded, so I guess she didn't mind. Uh, she probably thought you needed it more to uh, get to the track. That's perfectly true. Oh, we could have taken the bus. Nah, the bus is no good. That's not bad. I wouldn't have minded. This way, Isabel will have to wait till the carnivores feel like going home. Well, they'll probably all stay late, maybe have dinner there in the clubhouse. Eh, probably. I just felt... I just felt like I had to have a little action. You know what I mean? Certainly I know what you mean. Same old thing all the time. Drives you nuts. Yeah, watch that light, Harry. Yeah, it gets boring. Same people, same... Harry, people. the light's changing. I can make it. No, you can't, Harry. It's red. Harry! For Pete's sake, Harry! <sighs> did I hit that girl back there? I think you did. Well, take a look, will you? Yeah. Well, you knocked her down. I did? But, but, but she's getting up. Is she all right? I think you'd better back up. Is she walking around? Yeah, yeah. Back up. Uh, back up, Harry. She looks okay to me. We better make sure. You all right? I think so. 
I didn't see you. I didn't see you either. We'd better take her to the hospital. Oh, she says she's all right. She says she thinks she's all right. What if she isn't? Listen, I'll get in the car. I'll drive you to the hospital. They can check you over. Oh, no, I don't think it's anything serious. It's just uh, ruined my patio. Oh, you've got blood on your leg. Come on, get in. Now, if you insist. I do. I insist. Okay, then. I really don't think there's anything wrong. Yeah, well, uh, we'll make sure, okay? That way I'll feel better. Turned out she had a lot of blood all over one leg where she'd fallen. And there was another cut on her head, quite a deep one. So my friend and I decided to check her into a room where they could sew it up and maybe take some x-rays. The doctors didn't seem particularly worried, but as my friend said, we need to be sure. And I went along with that. So what with one thing and another, we never did get to the track. Hi there. Oh, hi. I, uh, I just talked to the doctor and he says the x-rays don't show anything wrong. No, no concussion or anything. I didn't think there was anything wrong. Your car really just grazed me. I fell down, that's all. Yeah, well, I I, uh, I needed to be sure. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you, you, uh, you don't, uh, you don't owe anything here. They're, they're sending the bill, the bill to me for everything. Well, that's very nice of you, Mr. I don't know your name. Harry. Harry Margolis. It's really Harold, but I changed it a long time ago. Anybody ever call you Hal? Hal? No, no, nobody ever called me that. I like Hal for a name. It sounds kind of, oh, dashing, you know? Dashing? Uh, yeah, like Prince Hal. Prince Hal? Mm-hmm. I don't guess I haven't met him. Oh, he's in Shakespeare, I, I think. Oh. And hadn't you ought to tell me your name? Uh, it's Marjorie. Marjorie Ames. Anybody ever call you Margie? My grandmother. She used to call me that. Yeah? That, that suits you, Margie. Mm. Well, I guess I'd better be running along. It was very nice of you to stop by. I I appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, listen, that was the very least I could do. And uh, about the hospital bill. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Put it out of your mind completely. Uh, listen, if they let you out tomorrow... Why don't I come by and pick you up, drive you home? How would that be? Well, that would be very nice. So, uh, I'll check with the doctor, and if he says okay, I'll do that. Well, thank you very much. Hal? Oh, don't mention it. Margie. She certainly was a nice girl. Early 20s, I'd say. No raving beauty, but pretty. Definitely. And friendly. Nice. Nice girl, nice girl, named Margie. Cute, cute name. Cute girl. Made me feel good that I'd made her acquaintance. Different, different from the people I'd been spending time with. I stopped being sorry I'd missed the afternoon at the track. But the next day, the doctor told me they wanted to keep her at the hospital one more day, so I called my friend... And we made a date to go to the races. Isabel, mind you uh, taking the car? Not too much. She asked you anything about yesterday? Nope. 
uh, tell her anything? No. You don't think you should have? What's there to tell? Only accident. It wasn't serious. Why should I worry you? The girl. Did you tell her about the girl? Well, listen, don't tell me how to run my life. I'm not telling you anything. Hey, you know what the girl's name is? Marjorie Ames. But her grandmother always called her Margie. Did you tell her about Isabel? Look, for Pete's sake, why should I? Just asking. Take a look at the form sheet, seventh race. Yeah? Well, what about it? Look at number five. Uh, five. Little Margie. How about that, huh? How about, how about that? I suppose that means you're going to put a bet on this horse. Smack on her nose. It's a mare. Her track record's not so good. Who cares? I'm going to play it a win. Just because of that girl? Well, partly because of that girl and partly because of... Because of that old song. What old song? Don't you remember it? My father used to sing it around the house all the time. Margie, my little Margie. I, I forget the tune, but he used to sing it all the time. Yeah, I'm always thinking of you, Margie. You've been my... My inspiration, days are never blue. <laughs> Holy cow, I don't even know how I remembered the words. How do you like that? Well, it's all right, I guess. If that's your hunch. You know, she's going to come in. I can feel it. I'm going to slap 50 bucks right on her nose and root her home. Little Margie went off at 100 to 1. She stumbled coming out of the gate and she got pocketed between two other horses at the far turn. But then the jockey found an opening and glory be, that little filly put on the speed. Pretty soon she was flying, flying. I kid you not, that little baby was flying. Coming into the home stretch, she was nose and nose with the favorite. And just as they came up to the wire, she stretched out her sweet neck, crossed the finish line and won. My little Margie. fate that determines the course of our lives. Do we stumble about blindly, or is there a destiny preordained which we cannot escape? Fate or luck? Luck or fate? To my way of thinking, the two add up to much the same thing. There is really nothing to be done with our lives but to live them with as much grace as possible and without too much complaint. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. reaching an airport on time may result in missing a plane that crashes. The loss of one job can mean the finding of a better one. And the forsaking of one lover may lead to the discovery of a more suitable one. So, bad luck may transform into good luck. And vice versa. The trouble is, it takes so long to find out which is which. Thank you. 
$5,000 on little Margie. I'd never won more than eight or ten bucks on any race I ever played. I'd been like the man who got asked how he made out at the track. And he said, I broke even. And believe me, I can use the money. That had been the story of my modest gambling life. I put the five grand away in my bureau drawer under my shorts like it was as though I had buried a dead body. Finished with your lunch? Just about. Oh, you didn't eat much. Oh, I had enough. Wasn't the omelet any good? I never could make a decent omelet. You really need a special pan for omelets. I'll buy you one, remind me. Ah, looks like it's going to rain, doesn't it? Yeah. Not a very nice day for going to the beach. No, no, it's not. Still, it might clear up later. Very often it does. I don't think so. You don't really want to go anyway, do you? You don't really like the beach. Oh, the beach is all right. But you like the racetrack better. Isabel, I wish you wouldn't talk like I was, uh, I was a compulsive gambler. If I go to the track once a month, it's a lot, and I don't even go once a month. You went yesterday, and the day before yesterday. Well, I probably won't go again the rest of the year. Did you lose a lot? Matter of fact, I, uh, actually, I came out ahead. Wow. That's nice. How much did you win? Enough. Enough to buy you an omelet pan. <laughs> Marvelous. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, if we're not going to the beach, what do we do? Look, we don't have to do anything, do we? No. If you don't mind, I'm going to take the car and drive into town, meet a friend of mine. A friend? Yes, yeah, sort of. Uh, somebody, somebody I've known for a long time. Oh, somebody I don't know? Well, you don't know this one. Pardon my asking, but is this friend uh, male or female? Male. Well, that's a relief. I was worried there for a minute. Hey, you don't really think... No, 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 of course I didn't. My goodness, I know you better than that. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick him up and we'll go have a cup of coffee, maybe a drink, talk things over, you know. Mm, I know. Man talk. Yeah, something like that. Like women have girl talk. Yeah. You'll be all right? Oh, Sure. I'll curl up on the divan, finish all those old magazines I haven't had a chance to look at, or maybe I'll start those booties for Margaret's baby. Have them ready by the time she gets here. Well, don't get lonely, okay? I, uh, I don't know just when I'll be back. Oh, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Have a good time with your friend, who, by the way, I'd like to meet sometime. Yeah. Sometime. I felt rotten driving to the Venice Bar and Grill. My friend and I didn't say much on the way. He usually knew when I wanted to talk and when I didn't, so he just sat there waiting for me to say something. It wasn't until after the first beer that I felt like opening up. I, uh... I put the money under my shorts. You, uh, didn't tell Isabel. I told her I won a few dollars. Not five thousand? Well, that's crazy, isn't it? Why shouldn't I win 5000 once in my life? Well, it would have meant telling you you put up fifty. Well, why shouldn't Instead I? Instead of your usual two. Well, because the horse's name was Little Margie. Well, yeah. And you just met a girl named Margie. So? And you hadn't told her about meeting Margie. So you couldn't tell her about the horse or the $50 you bet or the 5000 you won. It's all very simple. Well, maybe to you it is, not to me. 
You, uh, just haven't thought it through. All right, you're so smart. Why don't you think it through? Well, that wouldn't do any good. Well, it would clear things up for me. No, no, it wouldn't. It'd clear things up for me. And you'd be right back where you started. Now, some friend you are. I try to be. I'm very fond of you, Harry. You know that. Well, you've got a funny way of showing it. I do my best. Listen. Listen, the reason I didn't tell Isabel about the money, or the bet, or the horse, or the accident, or the girl... Yes? The reason for all that is? Well, you see, the reason is I, I told... I told Margie I'd call up and see if they were going to let her out of the hospital today. I, uh, I mentioned something about maybe driving her home. I see. Well, that's the least I can do. After all, I knocked the girl down with my car, my fault entirely. I got careless. I ran a red light. It's my fault she's in the hospital in the first place. Right? Right. So, the decent thing to do is pick her up and, 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 uh, and, and drive her home. Well, I'm sure she can get home by herself. Well, that's not the point. What is the point? The point is... The point is, my dear friend, you'd like to see that girl again. Is there any crime in that? No crime. I'm going to call the hospital. Go ahead. Oh, bartender, can I have a phone here, please? Well, the least I can do is find out if she's okay or not, right? Right, absolutely. After all, I'm the one responsible for being in the hospital. Oh, uh, thank you. That poor kid was crossing the street perfectly innocently with the light... The crazy nut comes breezing through against the light. I told you about the light, that it was turning red. Yeah, I know, I know. What's that got to do with it? Oh, hello. Uh, would you connect me with room 311, Miss Marjorie Ames? Thank you. You remembered her room number. Well, why not? Well, you were there only once. Well, so what? Hello? Oh, uh, hello. Is, uh, is this Margie? Oh, uh, yes. Is, is this Hal? Yeah, yeah. Prince Hal. <laughs> I, I didn't know if I'd hear from you. Well, I, I told you I'd call and see if you're all right. Oh, I, I'm fine. The doctor was just here. He said I can go home. Oh, hey, that's great. Well, I, I, I am certainly glad to hear that. Uh, listen, I, uh, I've got my car. Why, why don't I shoot over to the hospital and pick you up and drive you home? Why don't I do that? Huh? Oh, that would be wonderful. Okay, I'll, I'll be there in, uh, oh, five minutes. I'll be waiting. So long. So? So? I'm going to the hospital. Pick her up and drive her home. Want to come with me? Uh, no, thanks. I thought maybe you didn't trust me to go along. I trust you, Harry. No, I, I think I'll stay here and have something to eat. Yeah, that's a good idea. So after I drive her home, I'll come back here and join you, okay? Is that okay? That's okay, Harry. I'll be expecting you. to the hospital, I was congratulating myself on what a nice thing I was doing. I could have stayed in the Venice Bar and Grill all afternoon shooting the breeze with my friend and drinking beer. Instead, I was doing this very considerate thing. Well, it's miserable to come out of a hospital with nobody to meet you, go schlepping off by yourself. Well, I pulled up at the entrance to the place and there she was waiting for me. Oh, well, you're all set, huh? Oh, is that? Well, hop in. Oh, this is so nice of you. Well, which way? Where do you live? 
Uh, on Odemira Street? Odemira? Mm-hmm. Just off Herrera Drive. Oh, yeah, well, it's not far from here. Oh, no, I could have taken a cab home. You didn't have to bother. No bother. Uh, say, look, do you know where the Venice Bar and Grill is? Sure. It's just a few blocks from my place on Herrera Drive. I go there once in a while. They have good food. Well, it's kind of a hangout of mine. Well, shall we, uh, shall we get going? You didn't have any trouble with the bill, did you? Oh, no. They said it had all been taken care of. Good, good. That was extremely nice of you. Well, listen, I'm, I'm responsible. Oh, not really. Yes, really. I ran a red light. I didn't watch where I was going. Well, we won't argue about it, will we, Margie? No, Hal. I wouldn't want to argue with a prince. Hey, will you come off that Prince Hal stuff? It suits you. You wouldn't kid me, would you, lady? No, I wouldn't kid you. Not for anything. I really wouldn't. You're too nice. Oh, come on. I mean it. Well, you're very easy to be nice to. <laughs> you're pretty nice yourself, you know. Oh, I hope I see you again, pal. Well, we'll, we'll uh, probably run into each other. You, uh, you ever go to the racetrack? No, I, I never do, but... Maybe I will someday. Yeah, I, I don't go too often myself. I I have a friend, and uh, sometimes we go out there together, but not very often. It isn't a regular thing. Well, maybe we'll run into each other at the Venice Bar and Grill sometime. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't go there too much either, just now and then. Oh, here's where you turn. Oh. This is Odemira. I live at 111 on the right. Okay, Margie. That's it? This is it. Could I uh, invite you to come in for a minute? I could make you some coffee or something. Oh, I don't know. If you're hungry, I could make you an omelet. An omelet? Mm-hmm. I make a very good omelet. Oh. Listen, Margie, I just remembered I left a friend of mine back at the Venice Grill. He, he was going to have something to eat, and I think he's expecting me. Oh. Well, maybe some other time. Look, um, I'm going to write down my phone number. Do you, do you have something I can write it on? Oh, uh, no, no, I, I don't, I don't. Mm. Oh, yeah, here. Oh. Here's a, uh, Good. packet of matches. Yeah. Can, can you write on that? Oh, oh, sure. I hope you use it sometime. I'm home a lot. Well, there. There you are. Thanks. I'll, I'll put it in my wallet that way I won't lose it. Well... Uh, can you get inside all right by yourself? Oh, sure. Good night, Hal. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a ring one of these days. So long. Take care, Marge. Uh, you too, Hal. I drove off like I'd been shot out of a cannon. My friend was right. I had wanted to see this girl again. And I'd seen her. She asked me into her apartment. If only... If only she hadn't said what she did about making me an omelet. and bad luck, and how very 
difficult it is to tell the one from the other, and how we seldom know which is which until long after the fact. In the case of Harry Margulies, you'll have to wait for the end of our story. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. you followed. Try to evaluate your wisdom, your prescience, everything that brought you to where you are now. Were you always right? Were you always wise? Chances are, no matter how you reflect on these things, you will never find a precise answer. I got back to the Venice Bar and Grill in record time. There was my friend sitting at the bar where I'd left him. He'd finished some pancakes and was topping everything off with a cup of coffee. Boy, was I glad to see him. On the other hand, for some crazy reason, he was the last person in the world I wanted to talk to. Hi. Back so soon? Why not? She was, uh... She was waiting for me outside the hospital, and I, and I uh, drove her home. Fine. Want some coffee? Uh, she lives on Odomira, just off Herrera Drive. Oh, it's not far from here. No, no, no. Matter of fact, it isn't. Uh, she comes in here once in a while, she said. Oh, so uh, you might see her again. Well, I suppose I might. Uh-huh. Now, listen, I didn't make a date with her or anything like that. Did I say you did? No, but that's what you're thinking. Well, how do you know what I was thinking? Oh, I know, I know. We haven't known each other all these years without me being able to tell what you're thinking. Does it worry you? No, it doesn't worry me. You sure? It annoys me you want the truth. I, I do, I do. I always want the truth. There's something clean and refreshing about the truth, don't you think? You know, sometimes you've got a funny way of talking. Really? Do I? Yeah, sometimes I can't make you out at all. Sorry about that. As a matter of fact, sometimes I don't even like you. Well, two people who are close friends can't be expected to like each other all the time. There have to be moments when there's intense hostility between them. Just as there must be hostility now and then between man and wife. I never feel hostile toward Isabel. No? No. If you say so. Now, don't be so damn patronizing, do you mind? Look, you think I took Margie home from the hospital because I hate Isabel? Is that what you think? I never said you hated Isabel. Well, for your information, when we got to where she lives, Margie asked me in. What do you think of that? What am I supposed to think? She wanted to make me some coffee, give me something to eat. How about that? Very nice. But I, but I didn't take her up on it. Uh-huh. I said I had to come back here because you were expecting me. Now, how about that? I don't know. Hey? How about it? You know what? Now I'm sorry I didn't take her up on the invitation. I got half a mind to go back. Uh-huh. But she gave me a phone number. I got, I got it right here. I'm, I'm going to call her. I'm going to ask her. Well, I, I won't ask her, can I come back? I'll ask her, does she want to come over here? Is that all right with you? It's not up to me, Harry. It's not my decision. 
That's yours. Okay. Hey, bartender, let me have a telephone, please. You know, you and me and her will just sit around for an hour and talk about this and that. But, oh, thank you. You know, I owe her a little something. That's how I figure. Yeah, I'm the one who put her in the hospital. I owe her a little consideration, right? Listen, uh, this is Harry. I'm sitting in the Venice Bar and Grill with my friend, the one I mentioned to you. And we got to talking, and it came to my mind that maybe if you haven't got anything better to do, you'd like to come and join us. That is, if you feel like it. And we'll be sitting at the bar, and we'd like it very much if you would join us, if you feel like it. If you don't, that's all right, too, but I hope you do. There. I did it. Now what have you got to say for yourself? I was really angry. The guy was trying to run my life for me. Now, I'm not a person who can't take a little criticism now and then, but he was poking his nose into things that were none of his business, and I meant to tell him to butt out. But when I turned around to speak to him, he'd gone. He ducked out. Couldn't face it. I ordered and sat there waiting. Hi, Harry. Oh, Isabel, it's you. Where's your friend? My friend? You said on the phone you were with your friend. I said that? You said you were sitting here with your friend and I should come and join you. I thought, what a sweet idea. Finally, I'm going to meet this man. Oh, he, uh, he left. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to meet him. Yeah, right, right after, uh, right after I hung up on the phone, he, he, uh, he left. You think he didn't want to meet me? Well, I don't know. I don't know why he left. He didn't say. He just left. What have you been telling him about me? That I was some kind of an ogre? No, no, no. Nothing like that. Isabel, I'm so glad you're here. So am I. I'm just sorry your friend couldn't wait. Well, never mind about him. It would have been fun to meet him. Well, I, uh... Listen, Isabel, I have something to tell you. All right. Uh, could I have a beer or something? Yeah, later, later. First, um, first I have to tell you something. My, you sound so serious. Yes, I am. I am serious. Isabel... Isabel, you know the day I wouldn't go to the beach and you'd let me have the car to go to the track just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago. Do you remember? Mm-hmm, I remember. Well, I, I never I never got to the track. I uh, I had an accident with the car. An accident? Were you hurt? No, no, no. I wasn't hurt. But I, I knocked somebody down, a girl. Oh, Harry, was she, was she hurt? No, not much. I, I took her to the hospital. She was bruised a little, had a cut on her head, that's all. She was only in the hospital a couple of days until today. As a matter of fact. Well, I'm glad she's all right. Why didn't you tell me? Her, her name was, uh... Well, her name was Marjorie Ames, but her grandmother used to call her Margie, she told me. Well, you had quite a talk with her, didn't you? No, 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 not really. It just came up in the course of conversation when I, when I went to see her at the hospital. Oh? You went to see well, her? Well, I, I had to see if she was all right, didn't I? And I had to take care of the bill, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, well, certainly, certainly I did. But, uh, listen, what I want to tell you, Isabel, uh, you see, the day after the accident, me and my friend went to the track, and I, uh, I bet on a long shot, you see, little Margie, and she came in, and I put $50 on her at 100 to 1, and she paid $5,000, five, five, five thousand. I, I hit the money under my shorts. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just felt so so guilty. Guilty? Because you won $5,000? I had 
haven't told you the whole thing. I think you'd better. I want to. So go ahead. Well, yeah. Uh, today, the girl was ready to go home from the hospital. She was okay. Mm-hmm. And I, uh... I went to the hospital and I picked her up and I drove her home. Well, that was nice of you. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, but um, there was more, you see. When, when we got to her place, she asked me to come in. Did you? No, no, I didn't. But there's more. Oh? She, um, you see, she gave me her phone number. She asked me to call her up sometime. Oh. And did you? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Any, anyway, I meant to. I, I thought. I thought I did. What are you talking about, Harry? You did? Or you didn't? No, 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 no. That's that's not the way it happened. I, I, You see, I had her phone number right in front of me, and I was looking right at it. You see? Here. Here. Here it is on this book of matches. Do you see it? Yes, yes, I see it. All right. Well, I was going to ask her to come over here uh, to meet my friend and everything. That's what you said to me. I know, I know. I called you. I had... Her number right in front of me, but I didn't dial her number. I called home. I called you. I thought you sounded funny on the phone. I spell I may be losing my mind. Do you think I am? Well, if you are, everything considered, I like it. Isabel and I went home and had dinner on the patio. Tasted good. She had on something long and silky and pale blue. She looked great. After dinner, we walked down to the ocean and watched the sunset. It was spectacular. Then we walked back to the house and went to bed. The next day, I met my friend at the Venice Bar and Grill. I don't understand it. I don't understand the whole thing. Interesting. I've never felt that close to Isabel since we got married. Closer, even. I was so happy. I was so contented. I was so glad to be where I was. You liked yourself. I liked myself, yeah. And I liked her, and I liked everything. I even liked the people at the beach club. They're they're not so bad, really. Isabel and I had gone to the beach this afternoon, and I'll listen to all the old jokes and the old arguments, and and it'll be all right. I uh, take it we won't be going back to the track. Not today. Next week? Next month? Maybe. Hey, you know what Isabel's buying me? I gave her the $5,000, and she's buying me some binoculars. Oh. So as I can see the horses better. How about that? She's quite a girl, that Isabel. Yes, she is. And you want to know something funny? She wants to meet you. Maybe we'll run into each other one of these days. Maybe. Well, if you ever do, you'll like each other. I imagine we will. Listen. Do you know... Do you know why I made that phone call when I thought I was calling Margie? Why? Tell me. I was mad at you. Really? Yeah, I thought you were trying to run my life. I'd never do that. I thought you were trying to keep me from having some fun. I couldn't do that if I wanted to. No, I guess you couldn't. Why do you suppose you dialed Isabel's number instead of Margie's? I don't know. It beats me. No, I think you know. All right, you're so smart. Why don't you tell me? Well, if you insist. I 
think your fingers knew better than your head what you wanted and what you needed. Some smart fella, my friend. I guess you know by now I've been kidding you a little bit. He wasn't really my friend, not exactly. But he was somebody I'd known for most of my life. Somebody who tried to tell me the right thing to do. He was my conscience. And I don't know what I'd do without him. who wrote We think we push but we are pushed. Is it possible that we go through life with a firm conviction that we are doing what we choose to do and when and where we choose to do it and with whom? That conviction is quite mistaken. Hidden forces quite unknown to us are deciding for us what we will do when and where we will do it, and with whom. I'll be back shortly. the lines by Goethe by saying we do not lead our lives our lives lead us and I think we would not be too far from the truth and concerning those hidden forces we have little or no knowledge of is most certainly the one that rides us the way a jockey rides his horse the one called conscience our cast included Larry Haynes, Jack Grimes, and E.V. Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant Hometown Camera Shop at 608 Green in Champaign's Campus Town has presented the WDWS CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Join us again soon as Herbers again presents our voyage into some of life's great mysteries. Good night.